Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Emob podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Tillery, and before we get into things today, let me just say, if you're interested in subscribing or rating the show, it helps us out immensely, and it only takes a fraction of your time. If you're interested in doing either of those, go ahead and screenshot your review. Send it over to Pete Mundo. You can find him either on the Heartland College Sports website or on Twitter. Send it his way, and you will get a free Heartland College Sports koozie. The summer's coming up, and it's looking like a hot one, so it's a great time to keep your beers cold with an official Heartland College Sports koozie. It would help us out a lot, and I hope you are interested in doing such. So... Now, I'm going to be honest with you, 110% honest here, full disclosure, we don't have a ton of K-State news to talk about. There isn't something that smacks you in the face and says, Joe, breaking news, cover this on the podcast today. But I tell you what, because I'm such a nice guy, I have done some deep diving, I've done some research, and I have found some stuff for us to talk about. I'm not just going to sit here and rank, you know, what is the best uh, purple superheroes or what's the best purple Manhattan-esque food, you know what I mean? I'm not just going to sit here and throw 20 minutes of content at you and regurgitate stuff you've probably heard 8,000 times. We're going to break down some last-minute news that I found this week, and we're going to talk about the transfer portal. We'll talk about Mr. Keontae Johnson and his NBA future. We'll see what happens there, as well as some NFL draft stuff, I believe, is on the way. But starting things off, I think there's nothing else to do other than start about the transfer portal. That is the biggest glaring thing to talk about. We don't know what's happening right now. Everything's up in the air. We'll say a couple of guys who have been eliminated from my search list. Raekwon Battle. Now, at the time of recording this, about an hour prior, Raekwon Battle announced that he would be committing to West Virginia and Bob Huggins. Now, Huggins and West Virginia have absolutely won the transfer portal, bringing in massive names. Kirk Reza, Jesse Edwards, now Raekwon Battle, a couple other guys from Manhattan College. They've got some dudes on the court. And I don't want to say dudes like K-State-branded dudes, but... They've got some good players on the court, and it's going to be an interesting season for them. I personally think they're going to be the most improved team in the Big 12 Conference, and probably will finish up in the top four, maybe five teams. We'll see what happens. But it also could be an absolute explosive roster. I mean, there's a lot of dudes there that conflict with each other, but I would legitimately immediately put Raekwon Battle into the Big 12 Player of the Year conversation. Go ahead and keep an eye out for Mr. Battle. I wanted him to wear purple. Either way, he goes for the blue and gold. It is what it is. You know, it's a, it is what it is. That doesn't eliminate the dudes from K-State, okay? We've got a couple of guys still considering K-State, and in case you are unactive or you're living under a rock, not unactive physically, but unactive on social media, let me clarify there. I'm not just dunking on your health habits. In case you're inactive on social media, you might have missed Tyler Perry. Mr. UNT, Mr. North Texas, the Mean Green, named after Mean Joe Green, in case you didn't know that, fun fact, debuted himself wearing number one in lavender, Marquise Noel's number, for a photo shoot saying, hashtag not committed, EMA. What do we think about this? That tweet is going crazy right now in, amid the K-State community. He's a guy that's been a champion his entire life, and in case you need a deep tie to Kansas State, the guys had to work for it. It's not just like, go to North Texas, be the best player in Division II college basketball, then move on. That's not the situation. He played at Coffeyville Community College in Kansas, in case you didn't know that, and was a stud. Won championships there. Had to work his way up. Then goes to North Texas. North Texas, guy takes things by the storm, was the player of the year in their conference, as well as the NIT's most outstanding player. Tyler Perry then is looking around, saying, you know what, what's next? I don't know what's next. We'll see. This dude has most likely never been scouted the same way that some of these big names are. He, you know, he's a community college guy, then he goes on Division II, then he goes on to K-State, he's going bouncing around big teams. What's next? How about the Kansas State Wildcats? Tyler Perry showing off that number one in Lavender and how good that looks on him. He's an undersized guard, similar to Mr. Marquise Noel, and he'd be a massive addition for the Wildcats. Now, he originally released eight teams that he was looking at, a cut list, so to speak. And then weirdly, he cut down to the Final Four and K-State was there. The top eight didn't feature K-State. We weren't in the top eight. And then he cuts down to four, K-State jumps out of nowhere. 
want to give a shout-out to Derek Young for that one. He did say, hey, don't give up on the Wildcats. I think there's still something in motion there. Go ahead and pay attention to that. That's some good reporting right there. We're paying attention. He is locked in, and it seems like K-State is the front runner. He's gotten a crystal ball pick to go to K-State. He is a big-time player, shoots well from the field, You know, shoots a high percentage from the clip, assist-heavy guy, similar to Marquise Noel. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit different, but Perry is a guy that immediately fits Jerome Tang's squad and is an absolute certified dude. Other than Perry, we all know about Max Azemus. If you don't, you should know about Max Azemus. The guy from Oral Roberts here has the most active points scored amidst any college basketball player in the country. Not just, oh, this guy's okay. He averaged, you know, 17, 18 points. Both Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson were 17-point-per-game guys. And they were both incredible and some of the franchise's best player. Max Azemus at Oral Roberts averaged 22 last season. He's averaged like 24 points as a sophomore to lead the nation in scoring. That's a young kid. Now he comes to his fifth year of college. He's looking between Texas and K-State. Those are the two front runners. Everybody's talking about Wichita State as well because one of his assistant coaches is now with Wichita State. Things are jumping around, but we'll see what happens there. If it comes to a bidding war, I don't have a ton of faith, but it doesn't seem like that's the motivation. He stayed at Oral Roberts when he could have transferred as a sophomore and been the top player in any transfer portal. Max Azemus is heavily considering K-State, with the one dark cloud being his actual travel issues. So basically, his flight got delayed and it got canceled at 3 in the morning. Didn't get to Manhattan until 24 hours later than he wanted to. Goes from Saturday at noon to just before noon on Sunday. Sounds like he had a good report. He's not really a vocal social media guy. He's not going to go out there and say, you know what, dude, we're checking out Kanza Prairie and we're doing this at the gym and this at the gym. The only thing he tweets is a little pin drop emoji saying Manhattan, Kansas. The same thing he did in Austin. And everybody's wondering where A's miss is headed. I think he's going to end up in Manhattan because of this one reason alone. Everybody jumps the gun and says, you know what? How about we tour one place then commit? You know, the early commits where you have four or five tours set up, you go to the first college and commit. I think that is lame. I'm going on the record here. That's a lame thing to do. That is a not an uneducated thing to do or something that's a problem, but like you're not giving yourself the full scouting experience. Obviously, guys like LJ Cryer, who did go to Houston only to commit, he had multiple scholarship trips taken after that, one with K-State, went to check out the campus, see what Tang's got going on. Doesn't matter. Go to one college commit. You don't know what you're missing out on. You don't. And guys like Max Azemus, guys like Tyler Perry, didn't have that massive, you know, hey, we're a top 10 player in the nation here. We're going to get scouted by everybody. Check out every college. These are guys that chose Oral Roberts and Coffeyville Community College. That's what these two dudes did. They didn't get scouted by the Texases, by the Kansas States, by the Kansases of the world. Now they are. They're getting that chance to soak it in and see what happens, see which fan base really loves them outside of a, you know, an arena that fits... 1,200 people, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mean to just dunk on Oral Roberts or dunk on North Texas, but it's not the same degree as Big 12 basketball. Now these guys are getting scouted. Now they're going to soak it in. I don't dislike the idea that Aismas comes to K-State, still goes to Austin. I don't dislike that. The fact that he chose K-State first to look at, that's a great sign. And he doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to commit immediately. I mean, Keontae Johnson took an entire month from his K-State tour to when he committed to K-State. I think fans get very uneasy, get very nervous when a player goes on a second tour, says, you know what? First place, cool. Second place, now I'm going on tour at another place. Everybody then just swallows their breath, just takes a big <gasps> freak-out moment. That's what they do, 100%. Jerome Tang and his staff aren't going to be the guys that say, check out our college and our college only, then commit. Don't you see Jerome Tang as like a father figure, as a guy who cares about you and your future, as somebody who wants the best for his players? Wouldn't you want them to see all the options out there? And I don't mean to say, go check out other colleges instead of ours, but say he's like, you know what, I just want to see what I have out there. Tang's not going to be like, hey, don't do that, man. You don't need to do that. I couldn't see this coaching staff forcing somebody to stay in Manhattan. Like, 
That's not our MO. We're not here to trap players and not let them go other places. We want them to compare K-State to other places and say, you know what? There's something special about Manhattan that's not in Austin. That's not in Lawrence. It's not anywhere else in the nation. That's what we want. We want guys who willingly see Manhattan and say, you know what? This is the best place. You know, I could guarantee that Bob Huggins is saying, you know what? We've got a great funding spot. We've got great NIL deals for you. Here's $350,000 in NIL per year if you commit right now. And most players, you know, 8 out of 10 players will say, yeah, that's great. I'll do that. Not the dudes that are looking around and wondering what's out there. I think both Max Azemus and Tyler Perry are guys that say, you know what? Let's see what happens. And if it comes to a bidding war, whatever. I don't think either of these guys are bidding war guys. You know, what's, what's Texas going to offer the K-State won't? They'll probably offer him Max Azemus $500,000 in NIL deals. Keontae Johnson made three seventy five last year at K-State. Marquise Noel, five hundred three at K-State. That's the way it goes. K-State might offer Max Azemus 300000 Although you also will definitely get a car from, you know, Douglas Long, MacArthur, Ford, whatever the dealership is in Manhattan that sponsors everybody. I mean, they gave Deuce Vaughn a new Lamborghini SUV. They gave Avery Johnson a ride for prom, a brand new truck or SUV. Like, it's not even about that in my mind. But K-State isn't like leaps and bounds. We're not going to offer you, you know, a pair of shoes and maybe, you know, 18-hour access to the gym. We're giving you everything you can. It's about what's best for your future. And maybe Texas is best for your future. I don't mean to say that Texas is a bad school or anything like that, but the guys that come to Manhattan and continue looking to other places, it's not a red X. It's not a problem. They're not saying Manhattan sucks. We're going to check out other places. They want to compare to get the best opportunity. And that's what people need to understand. These are just college kids at the end of the day. These aren't guys that are saying, oh, well, you know, hey, K-State, they offered me 400. What can you do better, Texas? And maybe they are. Maybe they're saying that. But that feels like the wrong way to look at this. It does. We don't want guys that only choose K-State for convenience. We want guys who feel that love. The same one that I did when I was on campus. The same one that all of you that went to K-State feel every time you see something about K-State pop up. That pride you have in your university, that love you have every time you sport the power cat. That's what we want players to feel. And if you can get them to feel that in 24 hours, those are the guys that are coming to K-State. Not the dudes that say, you know, K-State's offering me a million dollars, I'm there. That's not such an easy decision. Choose what's best for your future. And yes, money plays a part into that. It's not just a... Oh, these guys are only offering me 10K. They're offering me, you know, out-of-state tuition. I got to pay to go there. Something like that, you know? It's not that case. That's not the way it goes. Every school is going to offer you at least 250K at this point. Not every school, but all the schools in the Big 12, that's what you're going to get if you're Max Azemus. Tyler Perry, I don't know, 200,000, 175. And it's not to say that's chump change by any means. That's more than I'll make in, you know, the next 10 years. That's just the way it goes, man. Recruiting is always looked at in a negative light, and I don't think we should. So don't stress, K-State fans. That's what I'm trying to say to you. Take a breath, see what happens. Let's cheer on the guys that come to K-State. We don't have to force them to be here. If they want to be here, they're going to be here. Next up, we've got a big, fat, juicy story to talk about. And maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I'm overreacting and reading into this more than I should, but it doesn't feel like that in my eyes. Now, I made a YouTube video talking about it a little bit with Keontae Johnson and his future. Johnson hadn't announced that he was entering the NBA draft for a long, long, long time. I didn't know what was happening with Keontae. And then sure enough... The day after I think about it, the day, the day after I talk about it, Keontae declares for the NBA draft with this statement, and I'm going to read it to you, full disclosure. Dear K-State, let me just say this was two days ago. So today is April 26th, this was the 24th. Dear K-State, God blessed me with another opportunity in life and to play the game I love. On August 20th, I committed to Kansas State, and it was the beginning of the best season of my college career, hands down. Joe, jumping back in here, August 20th, he committed to K-State. Think about that. That's late in the cycle, man. That's the facts. We can get guys like this. Next paragraph. I was welcomed with open arms by the coaching staff, my teammates, and the K-State fans. The way you all supported me, embraced me, welcomed me, 
and encouraged me exceeded any and all expectations I had arriving in Manhattan. The brothers I gained and the staff always pushed me to leave it all on the court, and I will never forget that. Never, ever forget that. Excuse me. Next paragraph. Kansas State, I gave you guys everything. I gave you guys my blood, my sweat, my tears, and in return, you all gave me confidence. You all gave me the confidence I needed to take the next step, one that I have dreamed of my whole life. I bet on myself, but I wouldn't be here without you, which is why this announcement is so bittersweet. And this is where you should tune your ears in a little bit harder. Listen to this. See if you can get what I'm going to talk about here. I will be moving on to the next chapter of my life, but I will still need your love, support, and most importantly, your prayers. With that being said, I will be entering my name into the 2023 NBA draft while maintaining my eligibility. My story continues to be written, dot, dot, dot. That's Keontae Johnson. Did you understand that last sentence? I will be entering the NBA draft, but maintaining my college eligibility. Now, here's the thing. I talked about it. Keontae Johnson's out of eligibility. He is. However, if you wanted to apply for a medical year of eligibility, Keontae Johnson would instantly be granted it. He's already done that. That's what that says. That says, I have eligibility left. None of us knew that. I, I theorized it, but I didn't believe it that, that much. I thought, you know, maybe 18% chance Keontae comes back, maybe even less than that, 10% chance. Seeing this message, what does that put in your mind? Because it makes me think, where does Keontae want to be drafted? Right now, he's been evaluated as like a, the 40th, 50th pick. There's 60 picks in the NBA draft. Keontae, I assume, wants to be in the first round. There's contract extensions. There's different things that incentivize being in the first round. So when you say, you know what, you're still getting drafted in the NBA. I don't know why he wouldn't want to do that. There's future things. You can get supermax contracts way earlier in your career. You can get prior- prioritized treatment in the first round than you can in the second round. And I want to give a shout out to Matthew Postens, one of our writers in Heartland College Sports, who brought that up as well and planted that seed in my mind. So shout out Matthew. He does great work. You can find him on Twitter and on Heartland College Sports website. He talked about that. There's way more incentive in the first round as a draft pick than there is in the second round. That's what I think Keontae is. It's not just, am I going to be drafted in the NBA? I think Keontae will not declare, will not go through with the process unless he's a first-round draft pick. His best friend, Naquan Tomlin, is here another year. Didn't declare. Here another year. Maybe, you know, still chance, there's still chance technically. However, the early process is done. Keontae Johnson's name didn't appear on that early list either. Johnson could get his evaluation say, all right, we've got you as the 46th pick at best. All right, I'm out. I'm going back to K-State another year. And a Big 12 championship is coming with me. A Final Four appearance is coming with me. Think about this. I saw a tweet from a friend of mine, Jared Sleppy, shout out Jared, who tweeted, K-State's potential roster, if everything goes according to plan, which it never does. I'm going to tell you right now, nothing ever goes according to plan, so don't get too excited. However, daydream with me here for a second. Point guard, Tyler Perry, UNT. Shooting guard, Max Azmus, the NCAA's leading point scorer. Three guard, Cam Carter one of the most improved players in the entire country, and I think he's going to be a first-team All-Big 12-level player in the fall. Four-hole, your four-spot here. Keontae Johnson, the Big 12 Player of the Year frontrunner, in my mind if he returns. And the five-spot, Naquan Tomlin, a guy who I think the world of. So your starting five is Perry, Azmus, Carter, Johnson, and Tomlin? That's a Big 12 championship-winning, NCAA tournament-winning-level squad. Immediately. Not including the bench guys. All the freshman guys are getting like die-die Ames, RJ Jones, McCaleb Rich. This team is the real deal. And that's if Keontae comes back. If they don't, I have a ton of faith and confidence in Taj Manning. I really think Taj is going to be a great player for the Wildcats. Jerome Tang said he's going to be a first-team All-Big 12 player at some point in his K-State career. I don't doubt that for a second. If Keontae Johnson comes back, K-State's going to be the real deal. And even if he doesn't, we're going to be just fine. I still like where we're at, and I trust this coaching staff. You should too. Now, rapid fire here because we got a little bit of time left. The NFL draft starts tomorrow, Thursday. 
Do I think a K-State player will be drafted in the first round? I do. I think it's going to be Felix. I do. People have talked about Julius Brent shooting up the boards, and usually, until draft day, that name continues to climb. The guy who everybody talks about flying up the boards usually gets taken in like the 23rd pick. That's how it goes. Mahomes is that guy. He went from a third-round evaluation to, a, to the 10th overall pick. That was Mahomes. In a week span, that's what changed. I don't think he's going to be drafted in the first round, personally. I think he's an early second-round guy. I like Felix at the end of the first round. Come to Kansas City, Felix. I want to say, I like Deuce. I want to say he's a second-round, third-round pick. I think teams are really going to undervalue him because of his size. I see Deuce as a late third-round pick in my eyes. Once again, come to Kansas City. I would love that so much. This is my perfect pick draft layout. I'm not going to give you with an NFL draft, mock draft thing. I'm just going to tell you where I think the K-State guys are going and which guys will be drafted. Felix, end of the first round. First first rounder drafted in a while. Julius Brintz, top of the second round. Deuce Vaughn, third round, late third round. I think Malik Knowles has a ton of upside. For the press he's getting. He's getting no press, but the guy has a ton of upside. He could easily be an undrafted player. He could be like Byron Pringle, where he went undrafted, who I thought was going to be a fourth-round pick, had a great career with the Chiefs, is now working with the Chicago Bears. I think Malik Knowles gets drafted late sixth round, early seventh round, similar with Echo Boydo. I think Boydo is going to be a steal at the back end of the draft because of his speed. There's always a GM that's like, oh, this guy ran a 4-2? Get him on our roster. It doesn't matter. Get him on the roster. Let him compete. That always happens. We'll see what happens, and I'm stoked to talk about it. The NFL Draft is coming to Kansas City. We'll talk about that on next week's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Everything Yeehaw podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Tiller. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and go Cats!